first and foremost, I wanted to figure out a way to get my music heard. I had just recorded this album. I was like, okay. I was looking, and then secondly, I was looking for a global community that would provide support, inspiration, and potentially collaboration outside of my inner circle. And thirdly, I was looking to navigate how to wrap, uh, navigate a rapidly changing uh, male-oriented industry. I, I sort of researched the community a bit, and I was like, okay, I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> my age is of no consequence. Thirdly, the genre, my genre and style didn't seem to be a barrier to being involved as well. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Brie Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And today on the show, I've got some really cool guests for you. We're talking about a support system for female musicians, and I brought in some guests from my free community on Facebook, the Female Indie Musician Community. And the reason I'm doing this is because, number one, I wanted to do something really fun and cool for our season finale for Indie Interactive, which is my Facebook Live show that I have every Monday at noon Eastern. But I'm going to be taking a break for the summer because my kids are off, and I know many of you are going off on vacations, and we will start again fresh in near the end of August. But for this episode, I wanted to kind of have a roundtable discussion about the state of um, female artists in the music industry and any unique struggles that we experience and how we can find support to help us through those struggles and how the community has helped some of the people that are involved, which is why I brought them on the show. So We've got uh, Sheila Veerkamp, Catherine M. Thompson, and my community manager for the group, who is Beth Matthew. So I'm going to jump right into Indie Interactive in progress. It's a little bit longer episode, but I think you're really going to enjoy getting to know these ladies and then getting to hear some of the discussion about women in music through them and through some of the people in the chat. I think you'll identify with a lot of what people are saying and um, just so you know, we will be still having interviews throughout the summer every other Monday. So don't worry, you will get your fix of the female entrepreneur musician, and we'll be back to this weekly format in late August. So here we join Indie Interactive in progress with my community manager, Beth Matthew, introducing our guests. Absolutely, Brie. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you all. And I am so delighted to have Catherine M. Thompson and Sheila Veerkamp with us today with Brie on her Indie Interactive show. Uh, Catherine and Sheila are very um, involved participants in our female indie musician community. And with we have right now, I think we have around 3,100 ladies in the community and it's just a great place to be. So I'm gonna um, ask each of them to tell you, the listeners, a little bit about themselves and their music. So uh, Catherine, why don't we start with you and go ahead and share uh, with the audience here uh, a little bit about maybe just three or five minutes about yourself and your music. 
Sure, sure, Beth. Thank you very much. And thank you, Bri. It's really an honor to be here. Um, I am Catherine M. Thompson, a cappella singer, songwriter, and poet. And um, I have been writing some poetry all my life and songs since about the mid 70s. Now, I had a career in dance and arts education. And since 2011, I've devoted myself to my writing. And I now have a great producer, Chris Burkett, and uh, we are working on my third EP. So um, that's where I'm at. (laughs) I I can give you some more personal information if you like, Beth, or is that enough to go on? Um, Um, Well, well, sure. Um, sure Tell us a little bit about, I guess, how long, when you started and how... um, how you officially started your career in music sure. and, and maybe well, some personal facts sure, about like, like I said, um, since 2011, which is when I retired from my education career, I'm 70 years old. Uh, yesterday uh, was my 51st wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, three children and, and, and three, their partners and three grandchildren. And my extended family is huge. And it, it represents many careers, but many, many in various arts. So um, it's, it's comfortable to be working in the arts in my family. Um, I, was, I was a dancer, not a musician. I do not play an instrument, um, but I'm the songwriter. And um, so um, really what happened in 2011 is that uh, I met, uh, I'm, I had known some singer-songwriters in Toronto. I joined a week-long intensive every July called Song Studio uh, in 2012, started to do some co-writing. Um, in 2013, I met Chris Burkett, who is an award-winning, internationally award-winning um, producer, but also a singer-songwriter himself. He really gets me, and um, he he gets what I'm doing when I sing my songs. And so um, that's kind of been it since then. Um, it's he's very easy to work with. Uh, I do what's called the Catherine M. Thompson Song Project. We did Celtic Cat. I will show you. We did Celtic Cat in 2015 and Cool nice. Cat 2017. And <laughs> I love that picture of you. <laughs> that was from half a lifetime ago when I was a dancer. Um, <laughs> and we're working uh, Wildcats in progress. Um, Swing Daddy from Cool Cat was a finalist in the Canadian songwriting um, competition. And um, I've been asked to come back. I mean, I go to Song Studio every summer, but this year I'm one of three alum out of a choice of probably hundreds um, that has been asked to um, sing a couple of my songs in the opening alum set for the faculty showcase so that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm, I perform occasionally. Yeah. I'm Chris's MC host, uh, singer poet, to do my patter between in introductions and so forth. I do open mics. I do poetry mics as well. And um, what I love about your community is that even though I, at my age I work at a very slow pace, I still keep to be encouraged to do things and to get answers to um you know kind of um not obstacles but challenges that I'm up against sure Uh, well that's awesome well Catherine thank you so much um for sharing all that with us we're going to get to that a little bit in in a little bit um I did want to ask you uh, 
Can yes. you hear me? Sure. Okay. I'm going to jump in because I just want to say hi to Absolutely. some people in the chat. I really appreciate you guys showing up live. Um, I want to say hi to Adam. He says 51 years of marriage. That's amazing. <laughs> it <laughs> it is. absolutely is. I've like, I'm not even on 25 yet. So that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> want to say hi to Carlene and Avelia and Jesse and Tara Brisky is here and Molly and, uh, Adrienne and maybe some others that I can't see at the moment. Um, but oh, Kaz is here. Thank you guys so much for showing up live. We are definitely going to get into a discussion about women in music and the struggles that we face. So I would love to hear while the um, well, Sheila is going to be introducing herself, and then we're going to be having a little conversation. I'd love to have you guys in the chat. Just if anything comes to mind for you that, you know, you think is something that's really unique to women in music and something that we deal with and obstacles that we face or something that's happened to you over the years. I'd love to hear that in the chat here while Sheila's introducing herself. So I want to give you guys some action items in the chat. So go for Absolutely. it. And, and if you love what these ladies are saying, definitely throw some hearts their way. I've seen some coming across here and they really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we and we do appreciate everybody showing up live with us. It's, it's it just makes the party even more fun. And with it being our finale today, it's really special to have everybody here. And, and, and Catherine, I wanted to ask you real quick, just what kind of dancing that you used to do? I, I used to do tap and jazz and I love dancing, but uh, oh, uh, I was I'll, curious. Be, I'll be real brief. I mean, my early training was ballet, tap and jazz. My degree um, nice. from New York University was in modern dance and I taught and created choreography for years and years. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. Well, you're an you're an inspiration to me and Bree and I'm sure all these ladies. And you don't look seventy, by the way, too. And um, anyway, I'm just yeah, we're happy. So yeah, thanks for sharing, Catherine. So Sheila, um, please tell we're delighted to have you with us too. And uh, you are from Canada as well. Why don't you tell us where in Canada you reside and a little bit about yourself and your music. So. Okay, happy to be here. Really honored to be right. invited to speak. Um, I'm living in Montreal. This is home for me. It's been home for a long time. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yeah. yes very okay. clearly. So um, I have a, a very active teaching practice where I teach uh, piano and voice. Um, that's kind of my bread and butter. But uh, a couple of years ago, I decided when my kids moved out, it was time to start. Although I've been writing my whole life, I hadn't done a lot of recording. So I decided to do an album. So I did my first album uh, uh, out of my home. I recorded it, everything out of my home a couple of years ago, well, a year and a half ago. And uh, I think, you know, peop uh, it's interesting because you can hear that I'm classically influenced, but I, I think I was thinking about that growing up. I think uh, I was of a generation where we listened to all genres of music. We weren't really stuck mm -hmm. in one genre. We really embraced all genres. And it was more about the expression and the delivery that and what made music appealing. So I think you might hear various influences within my writing. Um, yeah, so uh, with my writing, I have a lot of vocal training. I've sung in choirs my whole life. So I tend to do a lot of layering of vocals. I played violin. I went to a music school when I was younger, so I often will write string parts for my arrangements. Had the um, in high school, I played trumpet for five years, so I'm Aww. attracted to horns. Um, 
So this past album was very much of an acoustic um, project, um, but I hope to do more recording and more writing where I incorporate other kinds of instrumentation as well. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, when I'm not teaching, I'm writing and learning a lot uh, as much as I can now that I have sort of a clear head and the freedom to explore as much as I can and learn as much as I can. Um, so it was a huge learning curve for me. I co-produced and did all the arranging and all the writing and everything myself. So there was a lot of different areas to explore, um, right from pre-production, right to, you know, the final mastering. I was sort of involved with every step of the way. So been learning That's a lot, awesome. hoping to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. And if any yeah, of you guys uh, listen to the Women of Substance podcast, we played several of Sheila's songs and there's several coming up soon. So um, she's just got a beautiful style of kind of mm -hmm. like she said, like influenced a little bit by classical, but just a great like piano ballad style that I love. So thank, thank you. Absolutely. And Sheila, I love, your, I love your studio or your background there with keyboard and piano or uh, that's awesome. So yeah, uh, thank you ladies for sharing. So what we'd love to know and our listeners I think would love to know is why, why did you join the female indie musician community? And Sheila, why don't we start with you this time and just tell us briefly, um, yeah, how or why you joined. Okay, well, I, I joined first and foremost, I wanted to figure out a way to get my music heard. I had just recorded this album. I was like, okay, I was looking. And then secondly, I was looking for a global community that would provide support, inspiration, and potentially collaboration outside of my inner circle, uh, which is a small, you know, community here in Montreal. And thirdly, I was looking to navigate how to wrap, uh, navigate a rapidly changing uh, male-oriented industry. <laughs> okay. Um, so I found the community. I, I sort of researched the community a bit, and I was like, okay, I'm a woman. That works. Um, <laughs> my age is of no consequence. And Ooh, thirdly, yeah. thirdly, the genre, my genre and style didn't seem to be a barrier to being involved as well. So... Those were all the main reasons why I was just jumped on board. That's fantastic. Um, and why don't you go ahead and answer this for us as well. What um, You've answered what you hope to get out of our community. What have you actually gotten out of the community? And did it end up being different than, than maybe what you thought it was going to be or what you expected? Well, it was definitely what I was looking, I've gotten everything that I was looking for and more. I've gotten support, an audience for my music. I've gotten, um, made a lot of personal connections through various people in the, in the forum. Um, I've gotten a lot of inspiration just from the incredible amount of women artists and seeing what they're doing and, and how they're uh, expressing themselves and writing and creating and releasing music on their own terms, which I thought was, is really inspiring. And thirdly, one thing I didn't really realize that I would get out of it, which has been massive is like a, um, through Breeze courses, uh, I've taken several of them. I've uh, just learned so much more about music. So the music profit um, path and time management um, was huge for me. I also, through Brie, discovered Michelle Lockley's class about music licensing and sync, synch synchronizing music in film and TV. Um, so I jumped into that course, learned a lot. 
and in a roundabout way. Then I discovered Robin Frederick's books about songwriting. So I've been exploring more about songwriting. Um, I also um, jumped into the music, um, the musician summit as much as I could while I was working. So it's, I've just gotten so much more than I expected and imagine I'll just continue to be involved because there's so much that uh, you're all offering. That is so cool. I really appreciate all of that that you said. And one thing I wanted to highlight too, is that like, I know where you're from, right? You're from Montreal. And I think it's really great to kind of, when you come into a group, like just connect and make yourself known. Cause when I find a musician that I come across, that's from Montreal, I say, Hey, do you know Sheila? Because I like connecting people. So it was really smart of you. You know, you've been very, um, you've been very involved from the beginning and just like answering other people's questions and commenting and things and just kind of, you know, getting yourself on the map and letting Beth and I know, you know, a little bit about you and where you're from. So we can make connections for you because that's what I love to do. I mean, there's like 3,100 people in there, right? It's hard to find all the people that might be the right fit for you. But if you make yourselves known to the community managers, then we can help make those connections for you. So that was a really great thing that I think you did as a part of the group. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, you have. You contribute a lot. And I agree with Bree. It's just, um, and when I joined the indie community, I just observed for a little bit first before I got involved and, um, and just, it is such a supportive community and I'm I'm so happy that you you've gotten everything that you expected and more and Bree's courses are phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just glad that you're taking advantage of all of that. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I got to jump in with this one because Adam said, thank you for mentioning ages of no consequence. So I think there's appreciating that um, from both of you. Um, Mm -hmm. It's interesting. We have several generations here, I think, you know, mm-hmm. that age is no consequence. So I won't mention our ages, but I think we probably run the gamut of like four decades here between the four of us, which I think is so cool. Um, and you're just getting a ton of love in the chat. Um, Want to say just hi to a few new people. Cindy Weir is here. Tracy, Laurie, uh, Carol. So great to have all of you guys here live. Appreciate it. And I am looking at your comments. So we will get into the discussion part for sure. Um, absolutely have Catherine answer a few more questions sure so Catherine um yeah thank you so much Sheila so Catherine um yes tell us why you joined the female indie musician community and um and what you hope to get out of it and what you've actually gotten out of it and if it was different sure Beth okay so um I joined uh, the, the the female indie musician community because um I was looking for fellow as in everything else. So often the stage is full of men and um, at my urging and at their maturing song studio has uh, gradually getting more, more equity, uh, more women on the faculty. And, um, and, uh, but I also, you know, besides that sort of feminist drive that I have um, and coming from a family of six sisters. Okay. I have five sisters. There's six of us. Um, wow. I also, uh, just wanted to see what else was out there, you know, because um, in the local communities that I belong to, um, Song Studio, the the Songwriters Association of Canada Regional 
group, there are a lot of women that I interact with and they do sing a lot of different genres in that. But this was just a wider community that I was looking for. And so I've really appreciated that. Sheila is way ahead of the curve on, on me as far as the advantage she's taken of this community. Um, I am a senior citizen on a fixed income and, um, and I, I, you know, most of any uh, music money that I have goes towards the production of my CDs. But um, I did uh, join the summit. And um, once I had a taste of it, and I have to say, Brie, I'm just astonished at the work that went into it. It mm-hmm. is brilliant. But I did pay the fee enough to have access to those videotapes uh, ongoing. And um and that's great because um, when I have questions about something, for instance, my unfinished website that I've been, you know, nursing along with annual payments um, and my designer who set it up and is waiting and waiting, and waiting for me to uh, give him content to populate it. Um, you know, when I finally do get to do that, I will be able to go back and look through the videos and find good suggestions for those things. And this is what I've, what I've, you know, so there's that, there's those, those tips for challenges that I come up against, or just something I haven't thought of. Someone asked the other day about um, the monitors, the ear, in-ear monitors, and I was mm-hmm. working with a voice Tracy. therapist um, a, a year or so ago, and she asked me if I used that, and I was like, no. So now I have a few suggestions going back to that post of what I might look for and how I might get one that will work for me. And I think that would be helpful. So it's just from little things like that to the to really big questions. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that because we all work at a different pace and, um, and I certainly work at a much slower pace than I used to, I used to be able to keep 17 balls in the air at once, you know, now one I'm lucky. Um, that uh, that this is this is just something where I can I can go in I can have a look. Now I must say um, there are lots of things about it I haven't um, I haven't taken advantage of. And if you uh, Sheila was mentioning the um, women of substance, I haven't submitted anything yet. I know I can because of Patreon and so forth. And um, I just I just haven't, but I will I will for sure. Mm. It's just uh, going to be timing. Yeah, and I wanted to mention, since you were saying, you know, you're on a fixed income and all that, I mean, we just so appreciate you being a Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one reason we wanted to have Sheila and Catherine on here is because they have been supporters of us on Patreon. And that's something we set up to help support the free group because we do have Beth managing it. And, you know, there's a lot of resources that go into that. Mm-hmm. And so we totally appreciate you guys. Uh, supporting us. And we, we, one thing we wanted to do before we get into the kind of roundtable discussion is I would love to have Beth just read out the names of all of our supporters on Patreon because we really appreciate all of you guys. We sure do. We are really thrilled. And Catherine and Sheila, we especially appreciate y'all supporting us on Patreon. Um, so yeah, so I want to uh, just share, uh, we have our new, actually our newest Supporter is Sue Behavior, and Sue, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Sue just joined yesterday um, as a super fan, and Michelle Schaefer is also a super fan. And we want to uh, give a special shout out to to Denise Dimon, 
who might have been our first supporter. Uh, she was close to it. Close. Uh, yeah, uh, Lainey Risto uh, is our supporter. We appreciate her. And then uh, we also appreciate Margaret Evans, Laura Musgrave, Erica Olson, Sheila Veerkamp, Sheila here, Catherine M. Thompson, Joe Folks, Lori Miller, Gracious Me, which is a stage name for uh, one of our members, Robin Montessoro, Mara Murphy Barose, and Carlene Thyssen. And then we also have a few supporters who um, are not receiving benefits at this point. So especially, um, we appreciate them as well. Uh, They, well, let me just say Whitney McHale uh, is receiving uh, some rewards through Patreon. Uh, and then we have Sandra Bogert, Aisha Kazmir, Aisha, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, and Magdalene Blue. So a big, huge shout out to you ladies for just stepping up and believing in us and supporting. It really goes to um, help all the free training. Bree does a lot of training for free. These podcasts, it takes a lot of time and resources and um myself managing the community and just, you know, the involvement of, of every, everything that goes into it. So it goes to women of substance, radio podcast, female entrepreneur, musician, and um, thank you ladies for making it possible. Um, So we appreciate it. And if any of the, any ladies out there are thinking about contributing, we would encourage you to. So maybe now would be a good time to, um, to have Catherine and Sheila tell us why um, they decided to contribute to Patreon. So Catherine, you want to start? Um, Well, I've um, musicians are the only people that I um, support usually musicians and the occasional uh, filmmaker that I will support through a GoFundMe or whatever it is and a Patreon. Um, And the thing I liked about, I like about Patreon is that I can make a small contribution each month. So it's not like sending $100 to Jazz FM or something like that. Um, and um, I had I had taken off all of my Patreon um, contributions for a while when I was doing Cool Cat. And I thought, well, I will, I'm supporting two things on Patreon now. One is are you people um and it's a very small contribution i think it's like five dollars a month or something and then the other one is a young songwriter that i know that i just love she's still in her teens and i give her a dollar a month so it's not very much but uh but i like i like the whole idea of patreon in that it's an ongoing thing and with enough enough contributors it makes the it will make uh the contributions to your community um substantial so it's painless and I love it. Yeah. Seriously, imagine if everybody in the group contributed $1, we would have over $3,000 a month. So <laughs> right. kind of amazing right. to yeah. think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, at the $5 level, I was going to tell you, be, yeah, be sure to send in because you do get a free song submission every month. It sounds like you're going to start taking advantage of that. And so yeah. we'd love so to, in, to have you in do May, that. I think it was something to do with Mother's Will. The only mother song I have was one I wrote for my mother's hundredth birthday and mm. it's never been recorded and it's, yeah, it's a family song. So mm. <laughs> this month. No, <laughs> absolutely. We look forward to, yeah, to hearing mm. your songs, submissions. All right. Well, Sheila, um, why don't you share with us too, why you joined our um, Patreon campaign and, and what you like yes. about it? 
Well, I like it for the same reasons as Catherine. It's a, a small ongoing donation. And I just, I'm thinking about the wealth of knowledge and information that I've received through your community. And I don't know why everybody hasn't jumped on board. <laughs> it's contributing, mm -hmm. like, like you said, even a dollar a month or $5 a month, whatever they can. Um, I've learned about specifics to help my own, even though I've been teaching for 20 years, I've learned about how to increase my income as a music teacher. Um, I've learned about blockchain, social media, house concerts. I mean, I, the, the list just goes on and on. Um, recording production, festivals, all kinds of things. So a lot of um, areas in the music business that have become demystified through um, female indie music community. WOS, I think, is great for just in inspiring music. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. I just think it's a, just a teeny tiny bit of contribution when I see the amount of work that goes into what both Brie and you do, Beth. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. That is so thank awesome. I want to just yeah. mention there's several people that we mentioned um, in the chat. They may not have been here when we mentioned their names, but if all of you guys in this chat that are our Patreon um, from supporting us on Patreon, like Michelle, like Carlene. Um, we did mention all of your names and we appreciate all of you. So thank you so much. Um, now I, you know, you guys know me, like, I don't love to like promote stuff too much. So that's, that's my quick little promotion for Patreon. I did put it into the chat here. Those of you that are in the Academy, like you support me and us like a ton every month being a member of the Academy. So we don't, you know, we don't expect you guys to go on the Patreon route unless of course you want to get the, um, the great benefits of submitting to women of substance, but we really appreciate all of you that are in the free group that are willing to help out and help just pay to keep it a good group, a spam free group. And, you know, Beth does a lot of work in the group to make sure that it stays a good place. And we have a lot more planned. So that's why we're talking about that now. So I want to get into this idea of women in music and, you know, what maybe you guys have experienced as women in music that you think is, is unique to women. So um, again, those of you that are in the chat, I wanted to hear if you had anything specific that you think women face in music that maybe men don't, or that it's hard for men to understand the perspective that we're coming from. So if you want to type that in the chat, and then I'd love to hear if there's any more comments. I know you guys mentioned a little bit, um, both of you about that and why you joined the group, but is there anything you'd like to say about, about women in music and why, why you think it may be a unique perspective in the business? Um. Yes, I definitely have a lot to say about that, <laughs> but I'll try and keep it brief. I think, you know, just thinking about my own experience of making an album, right from like walking into the first music shop to rent equipment to right through produ production, you're, the first people you're dealing with is men, engineers, producers, uh, equipment rentals, sales people, radio people. It's a very um, male-dominated culture on every single level can right up to conductors uh, everything so i'm i find that being involved with the female community is really empowering because it takes that takes that pressure off we're we already know we're all women and we can focus in on our art and what we're creating as a person 
first and foremost. Um, you know, even when you think about if, you know, pitching yourself to submit songs, it's like the genres of female musician or female singer songwriter, or if you're a drummer, you're not just a drummer, you're a female drummer. There's a sort of exoticism to it that seems to take away from the actual art in general. So I like initiatives that are female based. I never used to, but as I'm aging, especially there's less of a, a, a place for women of a certain age. It's, you know, in the commercial world. So I'm more attracted to things that are um, inclusive of women and uh, run by women as well, because there's a different, a different perspective all around. Um, just quickly, I know that there's a, in the UK, there's a wall of sounds um, director series. And I noticed that Beth Orton recently hosted it and they actually just made it just for women this one time, just mm. to sort of balance things out because, you know, only one in four of the applicants were women. So, you know, I think there's more and more initiatives and more and more discussion around this. Um, yeah, and thank goodness. Important. I think there is more and more nowadays. And I did want to mention, like, we, I try to bring these things to you when I find them in the group. And one of those things is soundgirls.org. We have established kind of a partnership with them because we feel like we're serving, you know, similar audiences and we want to really help just promote women in the industry. And so um, if you're ever looking for a sound person or if you are working in the sound world, you definitely want to be involved in soundgirls.org. And I posted in the group that the link to their directory. Um, but that's a really good, good point about like, it feels like sometimes that everybody we encounter in the business is male. And it kind of goes to uh, Catherine Mahler in the chat said that she hates it when she's dealing with a sound person and she asks for something and he doesn't do anything. But then when her husband asks for something, he fixes. Oh, good grief. Ouch. Where is this? <laughs> mm. That is frustrating. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, Catherine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, just, keep, <laughs> I'll just keep it brief. The, uh, it, it's like I said, it, it's very much like what Sheila said. I find the songwriting communities in uh, around um, Hamilton, Toronto are very inclusive, like lots of women involved. What frustrates me is when you see a program for something like the Burlington Sound of Music and you have to go through the enormous list of musicians that are going to be in those, on those stages to find the women, mm. you know, um, I'm a couple of years ago out of the whole, um, may this, this, uh, thing lasts from June 9th to June 17th and last year the list included about three women I mean it was just mind-boggling now these are not all songwriters of course they're they're pop bands and and rock and roll bands and some of them have been around for years but it it I've just I've I find it mind-boggling in this day and age um, and that's one of the reasons why I put such pressure on the um, founders of uh, and organizers of song studio um, when I would go for, for, for the week-long intensive and all of the faculty members, but maybe one, would be male. And, um, and, and I, a, a few years ago, they, they finally got the message, and now it's quite lovely. They're getting great. Like we had Shelley Paikin last year. She was fantastic. And uh, Margie Evans and a number of people, not only songwriters, uh, mentoring 
the students there, but also people in the industry who are producers, who are um, uh, A&R people and uh, sync people and so on. So they're out there. They're just, and I think that as time goes on, like is happening in film and television, those positions will be filled more with women. But I think um, communities like this and anywhere where you can have a platform for women in the meantime is really, really important to get those voices out there. Yeah, and I think it's really important. I'm glad you spoke up about that um, with them because I think it's important that we all do speak up when we see that. And sometimes I do find that either they've tr- they've tried to find women to fit in there and haven't found them, maybe be just because they don't have the right network or yeah, they're just totally ignorant about it. I mean, this has happened to me before. And I'll say like, do you notice that your entire panel is men? And they're like, oh, like I didn't, yeah. you know, or I just didn't think of that or whatever I was thinking. Of. I was thinking about being diverse in a different way. So um it's important for us to speak up. And I will say that I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of articles about women at festivals. And there's a lot of people trying to make change in that area, especially this year. And so I'm hoping that by next year, it won't even be a topic that comes across my Google alert, because it'll just (laughs) be a thing that women are equally represented at festivals. But you know, usually change doesn't happen that quickly. So I'm hopeful, but um, I did want to jump in here with what Carlene said. She said that she's never had issues being a women, woman in music, but she does notice when she listens to country radio, that there are not that many women represented there. And again, I think that's another place that thing are that people are speaking up. And I see a lot of things come across um, the news about women in country music and getting this inequality fixed And I think there are people that are doing that now, but it's going to be a while because it has been like, what, 80 to 90% men when you listen to the radio. Do you guys have any opinions about like the radio? Yeah. Well, I think, well, I think radio, you know, we have a social and a cultural and an aesthetic influence because the majority of men, at least in Canada, they're the hosts of the shows are men when it comes to things like music anyway. So I think, you know, already we've got, you know, they're asking the wrong questions or they're focusing in on the wrong things or, you know, that's why I find WS so refreshing because it's open, it's open wide. We don't have this like, Oh, well, you know, you're not, you know, the, of this age or this. So I think, you know, radio is a big, huge influence uh, because of that, just because of the, the majority of hosts being men. And I think there, when I've, find a uh, you know what woman who's hosting a, a radio show that's based on music I mean there's other weather and this kind of thing but based on music I find it quite refreshing yeah yeah, yeah and my goal with women of substance was not to like separate the women out but to give us a platform where we can shine yeah. so other people can find us and you know that, mm-hmm. I think there's been a misconception sometimes that I was like oh well we the women need to be over here because we're not having representation here. And no, that we just want to find the best female artists so we can say, hey, everybody, if you want to find female artists, if you're interested in getting more on your station, then this is where you find them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, I did want to say one, one other thing, and this is sort of jumping off something that Sheila said earlier, which is about um, the genres and so on, because um, I, I started going to... Um, songwriting um, 
um, sort of evaluation groups probably about 15 years ago. And I found there were so many kind of, you know, the Nashville rules and the this and that and the other thing. And um, and uh, what, what I've experienced perhaps because of my age is that I finally got to the point where I said, I don't have to wait until I've, I've written a certain song that fits, you know, in, in a certain hole, like a mm-hmm. pagan hole, um, that I could embrace the kind of um, diversity of the genres that I write in and simply, uh, you know, say, here, here are my songs. And um, so when I'm at uh, 120 Diner on Saturday night, and I'm doing a, a little banter and a little acapella song in between uh, sets while I'm waiting for to introduce the next group you know I'll go ahead and and sing something that is very um lyrical or I will do um a piece that I'm going to be in the next one which is like almost a rap it's a very uh, out there spoken word piece slash song and and I you know it doesn't matter if it fits into uh, the sort of um genre of the evening or whatever and and actually i find people are coming they they actually like it they like the diversity they like the jumping out of the mm-hmm. out of the of the norm so i think that's something else that women can contribute to that they can just say well we don't necessarily you know fit into the nashville rules or to some of the things that people have said have to be there to make it a pop song because we're singing all kinds of other songs as well Right, which is why we need more platforms for indies like Women of Substance and other things, because no matter how much we believe that we don't need to be stuck in a genre, it's hard to get that through to like the radio and the record people because they have, you know, these ideas of what's going to sell and, you know, you're an investment and all that stuff and they have to crunch their numbers. And I get all of that. So that's why we create more opportunities for indies. Mm hmm. I yeah, think. I agree as well with Catherine, and and I understand that there's the that sort of, you know, context where they have what well, we need to play ten songs within this amount of time, so no more than three and a half minutes is a sweet spot. But I as well am very attracted to stuff that's outside of the mainstream, just because as an artist, I think that that's freeing that you're not limited to those kind of restraints. So and I, I think nowadays we are we should just embrace things like Spotify because that and, and mm-hmm. Pandora and things like that because that is allowing us to go outside of that all those constraints of radio whether it's genre or length or any of that um you know we can find a place that we can fit in yeah. those kind of platforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I want to jump in here too and just share. I Bree has just done an excellent job. Just the Profitable Musicians Summit, I think, was excellent because it showed so many streams of income that women are are actually succeeding with right now that are outside the box, like house concerts with Shannon Curtis and just a variety of things. And um, that was really encouraging to me. And I will say when I first officially started my music career, I guess in 2014, although I've done music my whole life, men were the ones who first heard me sing and were very positive and got me going. And so I appreciate the influence of men, but finding the female indie community, female indie musician community for me was the specifics. Bree provides the specifics and the support. And as community manager, I've, I've worked hard to, 
to just with all these great women to make this a place where we support each other. And I see a lot of questions come through where especially young artists might feel like um, there are things that happen, you know, with men that are uncomfortable to them. And I don't want to get it on to anything negative, but just that we have a safe space where we can share in the community. We can support one another. That might be women only issues that we might deal with and, and really encourage each other. And I see like mentoring happening in our female indie musician community. And we, you know, we really want it to be like that. We want it to be safe. And I think Sheila and Catherine, you all are mentors, whether you realize it or not. And uh, just for some of the younger artists. And I think we're breaking those, those molds that we've been told um, that, you know, that you have to look a certain way or be a certain age. And as Brie, you mentioned, we have four, probably four decades here um, amongst us. People will have to guess who and which decade. I'm just joking. But, <laughs> but I, I love it. And, you know, there, and I, and there's, uh, you know, there's some women that I meet with in a small group uh, who are listening probably right now that are in their sixties um, and, you know, they're older than me and they're kicking butt with their music and they're making a positive impact. And I think that's just fantastic. So Brie, I shout out to you for creating these communities and Catherine and Sheila and all the ladies in our community for doing this. And I want to mention something that I should have done earlier real quick, but um, we have ladies in our group who have invited friends of theirs. We had one lady who in who one member in the indie community who invited over a hundred friends to join a <laughs> hundred. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And, and then Colleen kitchen, I meant to give a shout out. If Colleen is listening, she invited 16 musical friends just this last week. Okay. So by you all and Catherine, you've done it and Sheila, you've done it, but just sharing the fact that we have this community with other you know musician friends. And I think it's a, a breath of fresh air um, and it is needed. And I learned something new every day. Um, from so many knowledgeable women and Brie is just the mastermind behind all this. So thank you, Brie. Thank you. Well, it's, it's been, it's been a long journey for sure. For me, um, starting with women of substance in 2007 and what it's grown into now, but I do want to mention too, like, you know, as we talk about women in music, we do really appreciate those men that do support us. Absolutely. Not like Beth said, like the first people that heard her sing were men and they were supportive and they encouraged her and all that. And there are so many supportive men. So I don't want anyone to think we're men bashers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Adam was hanging out in the chat here (laughs) and any other men that are hanging out and, or listening to this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. And, and there are so many men out there that are trying to make space for women in the industry. And I think of people like my friend Fett, who has his Empowering Women in Audio, which is coming up soon. If any of you are interested in that in Nashville, you can let me know. But um, he just really wants to help women feel empowered in the studio. And this kind of goes some of what to what Tara's comment here about how when she goes to a music store, she uh, gets like you know, kind of condescended to sometimes by the people that work there because she goes in, she knows exactly what she wants. She wants this cable or this, you know, instrument or this, you know, sound patch or whatever it is that she wants. And they're like questioning her, like she doesn't know what she's talking about. So Mm -hmm. why is it that, that, you know, they assume that because we're a woman, we don't know. And a lot of that just goes back to they need to do better training. Just like Starbucks had to take a day, half a day off and train people on 
how to treat customers well, I think some music stores need to do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I have to say, like I was, it took me five music stores of renting equipment till I finally found the the guy who was really helpful towards, uh, you know, showing me how to use equipment, who ended up becoming a uh, my engineer and co-producer on my album, but it did take a, a lot of tries before anybody took me seriously when I was looking for recording equipment, you know, it was just like, oh, there's stuff mm-hmm. over there. Whereas finally I didn't, you know, so definitely there are wonderful men as well. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. very lucky to meet one who, who just really took my art seriously and, and jumped on board to help well, me co-produce my album. That's what I was saying from the get-go is my, uh, the the men who run song studio are fantastic all the men in the communities that i belong to around here are 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 great it's all very inclusive encouraging and my producer chris burkett is just amazing and uh uh but i'm i was like i said i'm i was talking more about what's on stage what's on the radio you know absolutely that that we have yeah yeah Yes. And I want to, I want to say too, I just love all this discussion. Um, Yeah. So I wanted to give a shout out to Bernard Porter and Roger Ryan, if they're listening um, for believing in me and my music to start with. And locally, I shared this recently. There's a magician, not a musician, but a magician in my area. And he has believed in my music and just, it only takes, if men are listening to this podcast and this Indian interactive uh, a man can really make a huge difference um, in a female musician's um, career by supporting in the small ways and believing in us. And I have noticed as I've gone out and done more live events and more local events, um, I feel like as women, sometimes we have to work like 10 times harder <laughs> and um, just, you know, to be taken seriously sometimes. Um, and it's not like that all the time, but um, that's just some of the challenge I think that we face as women. And I, I do love these communities where we can share that. But again, a shout out to the men who are supportive of female musicians and know that you are making a huge difference just by taking people seriously and being supportive. Um, and then for women, I think just mentoring and sharing, I think that relationship building is so important. And I, um, D. Grant Smith, uh, Bree, who was on, you know, the Profitable Musicians Summit, he, he is such an advocate for women. And I think he's encouraged a lot of women just with um, his manner of how he encourages and uh, us to, you know, pursue and be and uh, see Paul Freeman. I mean, there are there are some great guys out there supporting women in music. So thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, as you guys know, like I don't, I don't do business with people that aren't going to support women. So anybody that I bring you guys is going to be someone that's going to be your champion, um, whether it's female or male, you know, obviously, when I partner with people, I try to find females in a certain area, you know, when I work with Michelle Lockie and Tara B, like they are fantastic. And I could be working with other people in booking and music licensing, but I choose them because First of all, they're women. And second of all, they're super knowledgeable. So just, you know, just know that I'm always trying to bring people in that are going to be very supportive of women. Um, so we are reaching like we're almost at the one hour mark. So I just want to give everybody a chance to have a few parting words before we um, we shut this round table down. And anybody in the chat, if you have any parting words or anything that you want to throw in, go ahead and do that. All right. Anybody want to give oh, their final parting I'll words? I'll start. I'll start. Um, okay. Just 
once again, thank you so much. Very honored to be here. I love the, I, I love the daily, you know, wins Wednesdays and, and uh, the goals and that we set and so forth. I love that um, Facebook. I will contribute more to, uh, will submit to Women of Substance. And congratulations, Bree and, uh, and Beth on the success of this, of this community. I think it's fabulous what you're doing. And um, yeah, just, you know, watch for my music. I also did start a, a playlist on Spotify from, from women of sub or from the f- women. Well, the first one, F I M A C. Yes. And I have a few on there, but then another woman came along and I think a whole lot more contributors happened. So I now have two playlists on my Spotify that started on that Facebook, uh, on that Facebook group. So that's great. So that's great. But thank you for having me. I loved it. Yes, it was mm-hmm. nice to meet you, Catherine. And thanks for having me, uh, Bree and Beth. And I would just, anybody who's listening, I would just really encourage you to jump in and maybe explore the Patreon um, option because uh, just the amount of wealth and knowledge that you can gain from from um, this community is incredible. And I look forward to a lot more courses and a lot more um, information and wealth of the wealth of sharing that I've experienced. So, and you keep making music, keep making art. Mm. And I do want to mention Carol. So, you know, Carol uh, Nicodemi, she's, she partners with her husband, Ed, and he is like the biggest supporter of, of course, her and of women. And uh, whenever they do their ads on women of substance, he always says that he's an honorary woman of substance. So I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Wow. Well, I wanted to, um, I just want to thank half, thank you, Catherine. And thank you, Sheila, for being participants on here. Um, for our finale. And it's just, um, it's an honor for me to work with Brie. Uh, she is a champion of women, female musicians from around the world. And it's been a joy to be the community manager of the uh, female indie musician community and work with her at Women of Substance. And um, we love you guys. We enjoy, I really enjoy working with, with all of you women. And I learn just as much from you uh, as you learn from me and as I learn from Brie. So keep up the good work and keep making great music and do support us on Patreon. Consider that we do have great rewards. Um, check it out. So yeah. And I'll just give some audio links. I've put them in the chat, but if you're listening on the podcast, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash musician. That's F as in female, E as an entrepreneur musician. And then if you want to join the group and you're not a member of the female indie musician community, it is free um, that is at WOScommunity.com because I started it in relation to women of substance and it's expanded into so much more. So WOScommunity.com. We'd love to have you. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you, all of you commenting, Cheryl and Jesse mm-hmm. and um, Carlene and every, and Carol and everybody that always contributes so much. This is our season finale for the Indie Interactive. We're going to pretend this is a real TV show and we're going to do a season finale because my kids are getting out of school and I know a lot of you guys are going on vacations. And so we're going to, I'm planning on um, starting this up again in uh, August 20th, I believe. So um, watch for that. And in the interim, of course, We'll continue to have great interviews on the podcast. And so just watch the group and you'll see, um, we'll be posting about all those great interviews that we have. Make sure you're on my email list so you get information about some of the great interviews that we have coming up. 
And uh, we'll be back again with you guys in August. So have a fantastic summer, everybody. Go do something fun and go make some great music over the summer. And thank you for showing up for Indie Interactive. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.